You're listening to Don't Be an Asshole, a spiritual guide, a podcast where we discuss life, music, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eric Tomure. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Be an A-Hole, a spiritual guide. It's been a bit since I've done an episode. Uh, I didn't do one at all in 2020, I don't think. 2020 was, you know, a strange year for all of us, and I just needed some air. I needed a break. But here in the last couple of months, today is February the 20th, um, a friend of mine, Rhoda, and I had been discussing doing a podcast together where we basically take the angle of being ex-ministers and talk about spiritual things and political things and life things, basically everything from the angle of being ex-evangelicals. Well, anyway, we had a conversation where we were testing some of her equipment out to make sure that, you know, I could hear her over the the Zoom calls and everything so that, because, you know, we still can uh, hang out together. So... The following conversation is just a snippet of that conversation talking about what we're going to be doing. Um, As a test, we just decided to talk about some music because I love music. And I had heard that the Christian singer Carmen had passed away the day before. So I wanted to talk about that influence just a little bit. So anyway, enjoy this conversation. And as you'll here at the end of the conversation. We haven't named what we're going to call the new podcast yet, but we are going to be launching it very, very soon. So I hope you tune in for that. Yeah. So, um, growing up in, uh, I mean, you're, you're a few years younger than me. So, I mean, yeah. I'm 46. You're in your 35. Mid- 35. Okay. So you might not have grown up with Carmen. I know Carmen. Right. Oh, I no. was, I was exposed to Carmen in church. Yeah. He did a lot of plays with him. Yeah, yeah. He He's the reason why those god-awful human videos even exist. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you grow up in a in a evangelical youth group, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, you know yeah. Carmen. Um, totally. And he passed away yesterday, complications from a hernia surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Because I think my mom is supposed to have a similar surgery. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and she was like, no thanks to the surgery like a couple of months ago. And I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, you probably ought to have it. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. She's, uh, her and Carmen are the same age. And he was in much better shape. You know? <laughs> and, uh. I'm like, that we know of, I mean. Yeah, well, I, I mean, just like physical cardiovascular shape. I mean, who knows what was going on inside. I actually think he ex- had some cancer stuff a few years ago, but I'm right. not I'm not sure. Because I stopped following Carmen after a certain point in place, you know. It mm-hmm. wasn't really my, my bag anymore. But right. I remember that that guy used to fill up arenas. Like arenas, like the same arenas that the Rolling Stones played at in Oklahoma anyway. Like in the South, I don't really know how it was out here in California for kids growing up in church. I mean, I'm sure you were exposed to him, but I mean, he was he was a rock star, you know, to church kids in the in the 80s and 90s. So did you ever go to a Carmen concert or anything or well, he was kind of past that at that point? 
No, I never went to a concert. We just, I remember when we had plays, mm-hmm. um, we would use his songs and act out to those. Um, the first concert I ever went to was for my 16th birthday. Okay. A friend of mine, Katie, and I both shared the same birthday. And so I don't know if it was me or her, but we got tickets to see Sugar Ray, I want to say. Was it Sugar Ray? With the frosted tips and everything. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, you know, something else. Yeah. I never really listened to Sugar Ray. I was aware of him because, or them, they were on like alternative radio in the mid 90s, mid to late 90s, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, by that point, I was pretty much set with what I was listening to. Like, right. for me, Rage Against the Machine is still a new band. You know, it's like <laughs> that's new music. And right. uh, anything. From that and before is like what I listened to. Anything that came after Rage, I'm like, or you know, Pearl Jam or Nirvana. I was like, oh, that's that's new music, and it's yep. not, not my bag. So, <laughs> um, wow, yeah. But I remember going to Carmen concerts uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then like another big Christian concert I went to filled up the. Uh, the Lloyd Noble Center, which is where the University of Oklahoma plays basketball, and they—I mm-hmm. mean, they had that—that that arena had uh, like Eric Clapton, and it had uh, Bob Dylan, had all right. sorts of like big, big names. But I went and saw Audio Adrenaline open for DC Talk. Oh, at that, one. that is yeah. nice. Yeah, that was <laughs> a good one. Um, again, I mean, once. Once the mid-90s rolled around, I just really stopped listening to Christian music almost altogether. But I really still, I still like that Jesus Freak album. And uh, that was a good That's record. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Because I'm like, late 80s, early 90s hip-hop and rap is just a little bit too campy sounding mm-hmm. for me. Um, once it kind of started modernizing, it's, I'm, not a, I'm not a hip-hop guy. I'm, I'm, not right. a, I'm not a rap fan. I'm a 46-year-old white guy from Oklahoma, you know. <laughs> but, like, early rap just kind of had a little bit too much of a, a, a constant cadence for me. Whereas mm-hmm. rap now seems to have, or not now, but, like, once it got to, like, the mid-90s, early 2000s with, like, you know, Snoop and Eminem and these guys, they seem to really weave their, their rhyme schemes like yeah actual music you know whereas right when you're looking at the uh rapper's delight from the early 80s into even run dmc which you know if you're if you're a hip-hop guy or a hip-hop person then they're royalty but it was still just a little bit too on the nose with every rhyme scheme and everything for me Um, right but again, who really cares what I think, you know, <laughs> uh, when it comes oh, to hip hop, you know, cause I don't know shit. Um, I love hip hop. Yeah. And it's like, it's the biggest thing in the world now. It's, it's oh, the totally. music back in the, back in the late eighties, it was kind of, uh, it was still very niche. You had, uh, I remember, Someone giving me a cassette tape of N.W.A. And Mm -hmm. I listened to that on a Walkman in my world history class in ninth grade. And I was just like, 
I was just fascinated by how much swearing was in it. So I was like, <laughs> nice. You know, this is it's my type of music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for at that point, um, the only music I had heard that had swearing in it was John Lennon mm. uh, from the Beatles. He had this in in his first record post Beatles uh, was called the Plastic Ono Band, mm-hmm. and there was a song on there called Working Class Hero, and it in the I can't remember the lyrics off the top of my head right now, but it talks about being so turned around by society till you're so fucking something you know and i was just when i was like in the eighth grade i like wore that record out because i was just like because <laughs> it just seemed so raw and real to me it's like this is acoustic little ditty but i mean he was being so powerfully real right. and uh and so when when this uh gangster rap came out uh mm-hmm. and it was like really you could feel the emotion in it mm-hmm. and you could feel the the struggle that I couldn't identify with, so it wasn't something I kept coming back to, but right. I could still identify that it existed, and mm-hmm. it was something that it was real. It felt real to me, and so yeah. that's why I even listened to it in the first place. Yeah. So your first concert was Sugar Ray. Mine was Carmen. <laughs> totally, completely different. Yeah. Um, but then, like the last, I, I went to another. I didn't do a lot of concerts growing up. Uh, I did some Christian concerts when I was a kid, going to youth group and stuff. But mm-hmm. then when I was 18, back in 1992, I think, mm-hmm. I went and saw uh, Alice in Chains open up for Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. At, yeah, that was one hell of a concert right there. Yep. And I didn't. I mean, nobody really knew who Alice in Chains was mm-hmm. at that point. They were just getting ready to hit it big. But Ozzy was... Ozzy Osbourne. But yeah, it was such a great concert. What I remember of it anyway. So I think my favorite concert ever. Oof. I've I've been to quite a few of them, but um one that was just like, you know, you sit there and you just listen and you, it's as if you're listening to the album, mm-hmm. but that much better. Usually, like, some performers are not great when they perform live. Right, right. But the first time ever when Adele performed at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, when she had just released the um, album 19. Oh, wow. That was going way um, back. Yeah. It was the first time she was going to be, and she wasn't that big of a name yet. She hadn't gotten her Grammys or anything like that. And we, we just sat there in the Hollywood Bowl, and she was just amazing and you know she was just starting out so she was a little giggly and insecure you know taking kicking off her heels and you know she was and she was a delight and to listen to and just her personality and then that was probably in 2009 I want to say yeah Yeah, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Adele like honestly Oh, like, totally. There are some people I think they like to be contrarians mm-hmm. and like, oh, she's not that good or whatever. I'm like, dude, you're, you just, it's like people who think that Nirvana's first album was their best album. I'm like, right. you're just being stupid now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're just saying things just to, just to fuck with people yep. and uh, to, to be, you know, super hipster or something. 
But yeah, I, everybody I know thinks that Adele is one of the best singers around. And she's got such a recognizable tone. You know, mm-hmm. she starts singing. Totally. You're like, that's Adele. There are other people who are amazing singers that when I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, this person is amazing. But I can't tell, you know, take the top 10 uh, R&B female artists and, you know, mm-hmm. take like the third song off the record. It's not the one that everybody's going to know. But take right, like the right. third song off the record and put them on a best of record. And I won't be able to tell you which one's which. I mm-hmm. just... I can't. I, I don't know their voices well enough. I know some mm-hmm. people are going to crucify me for that, but <laughs> I honestly, if you put uh, Rihanna versus you know someone else, I, I'm not going to know which one's singing. Right. <laughs> you know, I and that that's pretty bad. I mean, there's a few that I know instantaneously when they open their mouth, like Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, to me, is the greatest vocalist of all time. Yeah. Just no doubt about it. And if someone, it doesn't have to be your favorite, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you don't think she's the best, I'm definitely not taking sushi recommendations from you. Because you're straight up going to try to kill my ass, you know? Because you don't know anything. (laughs) You know, that's my, you don't know what's good. You don't know, I just think that she's, this is not even a discussion. There's Aretha Franklin, and then you can start talking who's the best vocalist because she's God, and then there's other human beings who can sing really well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That might be a little blasphemous on my part. <laughs> You're but, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I mean, we, we, haven't, we haven't quite named what we're doing yet, but I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, when people hear whatever we name this podcast – it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> They're going to be like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What What were the two names that we were going for? Losing My Religion and Excommunicates. And I'm also fine with like excommunicating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'd have to have an introduction. We're not two exes communicating. We're... Because <laughs> that was one person thing. People, stupid people might think that you're two exes having a, t- a conversation. Which is very entertaining also. Right. I yeah. would listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be entertaining, but that's not us. I mean, right. we we have a tendency maybe to be interested in the same person, but not exactly. in each other. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think excommunicating, if we you know say we're not two exes communicating, we're two ex-ministers having a, a conversation. Yeah. Um, that might go over well. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed that. Remember, we're going to be looking at launching that new podcast here in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you'll give it a listen. And as soon as I have a name for it and we put a few episodes up on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I will release another little episode letting everybody know what's happening. So remember, love God, love people, don't be an asshole and uh, hang in there. 2020 was rough. 2021 is, so far, pretty rough. So, uh, peace out, y'all.